Hello fellow brethren and welcome to the Faith Encounter Service from the Cordes Family Church University City, Philadelphia. The message you're about to hear is a faith-filled message of Pastor Daniel Oposui, a beloved son of Bishop Daniel Mills. Open up your heart, listen with faith, and allow the Word of God to bring positive change and transformation into your life. Happy listening. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for gathering us here today. We welcome your presence in this place. What an awesome atmosphere. An atmosphere of power, an atmosphere of miracles, an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit can do just anything. We thank you that you have granted us the privilege to be in an atmosphere like this. Father, may your word that brings life, that brings wisdom, that brings enlightenment, that brings hope, that brings joy, that brings peace. May that word come unto us and strengthen us this afternoon in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, for everyone that is here. May your spirit come upon us anew. May you, O oh God, appear to us through your words. May the word of God bring liberty into our lives this afternoon. In Jesus' name we pray. And I hear an amen. Kindly take your seats. Thank you. Hallelujah. Well, we are blessed to be in church once again. Are you blessed to be here? Only five people are blessed. Only six people are now blessed. Why don't you give the Lord a shout if you are blessed? I mean... If that shout was me, was for me, I would be very offended. So how about for God? Can you give the Lord a shout? A better shout. A better shout. A better shout. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes, you know, the devil tries to mess around with you. But the Bible says that you have to resist the devil. And when you resist the devil... He has no choice but to flee. Hallelujah. So I believe that the devil has run out of this place already. Amen. Say amen. amen. Yeah. So you are free. You are in the presence of God. There's liberty. There's freedom. There's joy. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, today is a special Sunday. Um because um, because you are all here <laughs> it's special because you are here and um, it's also special because it's, it's a send off service for one of our special Special brothers, well, brother and sister um, couple who have been with us. Who have been with us. Vinny, if there's anybody outside, tell them that I'm giving them five minutes. They need to be in here. 
Otherwise, they shouldn't come. They should stay there. <laughs> so, um, where were we? Spe yeah, so I, I said that it's a special service for a special brother and a special sister um, who have been here with us for many years, um, but by the grace and mercy of God, uh, another door has been opened unto them um, all the way in Florida, United States of America. See, Florida is not, it's not like they are going to some other country, some other continent. You know, they are still here, but they are moving to Florida. Dr. Chris Bell and his wife. Can you please stand to your feet? You know, his, his wife is very, very shy. Doesn't like, it's, she only gets confident when she's singing. You know, but... Um, it's a blessing. They've been with us for many, many, many years. Um, please, please take your seats. And, and um, today is their final, well, almost their final service with us. Um, they, they, they are moving somewhere else. And we are excited for them because it's a great opportunity. And I believe that God is also going to use them mightily over there in Florida. Hallelujah. You know, but Paul, Paul said, a great door effectual has been opened unto me. You know, he said a great door, an opportunity has come my way. You know, but then he said that there are many adversaries, which means that any time a door of opportunity is opened up unto you, you have to be ready to fight. You have to be ready to go through that door. A great door and a great opportunity doesn't mean that there will be no difficulties. It doesn't mean that there will be no challenges. It doesn't mean that it's going to be smooth sailing. You're welcome. But a great door means that God is going to be with you. Yeah, that's what it means. And so, for all of us who are still here, I mean, you are not moving to Florida. You are still here in Philadelphia. God is also going to be with you. And he's also going to open many doors unto you. Amen. So I believe that although it may be a little sad for us that they are leaving, it is also an opportunity for us to rejoice about what God is doing in their lives. You know, if they had had a fourth child, you see, they have three children currently. If they had had a fourth one, we'll all gather and celebrate with them, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Say amen. Uh -huh. You see, but it's not a baby we are celebrating. We are celebrating another door that God has opened unto them. You see, God opens many doors and he does many things. Children are not the only things that he can bless us with. Okay, so we are grateful for that. And so I'm going to preach for a very short time. Just continue what we did. We started last week. Um, and then we would spend the rest of the afternoon um, with them in the fellowship hall. And I believe that we are going to have a blessed time.
Amen. Amen. Now, before I continue, did the people outside come inside? Vinny? They are all inside now. Okay. Very good. Where's Miata? Tell her to stop and come in. The rest are in Sunday school. Okay. The five teachers in Sunday school. They are coming. Okay. All right. Amen. Amen. Did you like her, the songs that she sang today? Yes. Yeah, very powerful songs. You know, I, I think that maybe her husband should, you know, buy her a ticket every Sunday to come to church. Yes. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. What do you think? It's not a bad idea at all. <laughs> so we are continuing our powerful lesson on the art of following. Hallelujah. The art of following. How many of you remember our key scripture? Hebrews chapter 6 and verse what? 12. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. Let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 and read that scripture again. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. That ye be not, and I was explaining to you that slothful, another word for slothful, another or synonym for slothful, the word slothful is lazy or slow. You know, one of the songs that she was singing, she said, Lord, the third verse, it says, Lord, now to the other issue of what? Laziness. Because the song is actually a prayer. It said, now, Lord, to the issue of laziness. I don't like working hard. I like to sleep. I like to eat. What else? And I like to rest. There are some people who always want to rest. That is what we define as slothful. Always resting, always tired. Young 21-year-old lady, you are always tired. Hey. So where you, where, anyway, let's, let's go on. So Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 is saying that we must be followers of them who through faith and patience, those are the two key things, faith and patience, you must have faith in God, must, have, must believe that God can bring to pass all the things that he has promised you, and you must have patience to wait for those things to actually happen in your life. Very, very critical, faith and patience. And I said that some people have faith and have no patience, and some have a lot of patience but have no faith. They are just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, but they have no faith. They have no faith and they have, those who do not have faith also do not pray. Because faith, or sorry, prayer is actually a sign of your faith. As you are praying, you are demonstrating your faith. Hallelujah. So we looked at a few characters in the Bible and last week we started to look at Jacob. And I was telling you that I particularly like Jacob a lot because I feel that Jacob's story and Jacob's life is very, very synonymous with the lives of 
many of us here today. You know, I, I hope you are seeing the similarities between your life and that of Jacob. So what does it mean to follow Jacob? Because the scripture says that we must be followers of them. So we are attempting to understand the life of Jacob and what it means to follow Jacob so that we can also inherit the promises. promises. Hallelujah. So we said that, just a recap, because I'm seeing a lot of people who were not here last week. We said that the art of Jacob, of following Jacob, is the art of not despising your birthright or your giftings. Oh Lord, I have only one talent. That was the song she sang. She said, oh Lord, I have only one talent. And I like to hide my gift or my talent when I am among many gifted people. That is, the, that is our story. Many people have talents, but they believe that other people have bigger and greater talents. So when they are in the midst of people, they hide their talents. They hide it. And so in the church, you have a lot of gifted people who do nothing. But when they go out of the church, they are superstars. Oh yeah, they get promotion after promotion, get degrees after degrees, get uh, elevation after elevation, oh, recognition after recognition, you know. Some people, you see them, they cannot, I mean, they will never say a word in church. Let them step outside. And let them see a sister that they are interested in. The words that they can speak, you cannot even believe it. That this guy, who cannot open his mouth to even sing a song, he can look at the sister and tell the sister that I, I, I will give you my heart and run on a battery. Yes. Yeah. So I'll give you my heart and I will run on a battery. Can you imagine? Look, it's not a joke. Someone actually said this to a lady. He told the lady. <laughs> He told the lady. No, I didn't say it to her. No, 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 no. Don't get it wrong. No, no, no. That's, that's not my line. That's not my line. It's someone's line. So, <laughs> so look, look. Even though the guys are laughing, some of them are actually going to use it. You watch. They'll use it. Oh, I know them. They're my guy. I, I'll be, I'm here with them. I know them. Trust me. So when they use it, don't be, don't be offended. You see, so we also talked about the fact that Jacob, following Jacob, is the art of pleasing your parents, learning to, pre, uh, to please your parents, and also the art of being wary of a curse, and also the art of knowing how to engage in prevailing prayer or prayer warfare. How many of you were here last Friday for our prayer meeting? I hope you are blessed. Those of you who are here were blessed. I received many testimonies about that. You know, we had a very powerful time 
prevailing in prayer. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Um, so today we want to continue just a few points and then we'll be out of here. What are we talking about today? The art of following Jacob. Number one, the art of following Jacob is the art of having um, oh sorry, the art of giving many years of your life to fulfill your vision. Learning from Jacob, one of the key things that I want you to go away with is that you must understand that you will have to give many years of your life to fulfill your vision. Yeah. Many people want to be great, but many people don't want to have patience. It takes years and a lifetime to achieve your goals, your dreams, and your visions. There is no one great who just began. Everyone who is great today started a long time ago. <laughs> and many people do not even believe how long it's going to take them to get to where they are going to be. You know, I'm not a politician, but, and I don't support any political party here, but... <laughs> no, I have to make it clear, but I was, I was reading an article not too long ago, and they said that all, sometime in the 70s, President Trump used to say that one day he'll be a president. Almost 40 years ago, he was saying that he's one day going to be a president. And it took his whole life, I mean, from that time to now, it's 40 plus, almost 40 years. And it has taken him 40 years to become president. However he became president, whether Russians, whether we don't, I mean, he's a president. Yeah. You see, so it can take Dr. Chris Bell, who is leaving us today, ask him how many years it has taken him to actualize his vision. Yes. Yes. First time I met him was 10 years ago. I was thinking about it this morning. I met him 10 years ago, exactly 10 years, 2009. He wasn't a, a doctor then. He had a nice um, Jaguar. Jaguar. He was driving a Jaguar in, in those days. Ten years ago, you know, looking very nice and handsome. And I can imagine a nice, handsome man in a Jaguar. I mean, you can continue the sentence. You see, what happens after that? A young, nice man with a Jaguar. Yeah. You see, but it has taken him a long time to get to where he is today. And it is going to take us all time. If your vision is such that it takes only a short time, then it is a very small vision. You have to expand your vision. 
Turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 29, verse 20. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel. His vision was to marry Rachel. But the Bible says that he served seven years. How many of you can serve five years for a wife? Serve. I mean, not just wrap the girl. You know what I mean? We're not saying wrap the girl. We're saying serve. Serve. Pay a price for the girl called Rachel. You know what? Let's start from verse 1. I want to show you something here. Just, let's just, it's a Bible study. Let's just read. Verse 1. Then Jacob went on his journey and came into um, the land of the people of the east. The people of the east, which is east of the Jordan. And he looked and behold, a well in the field. And lo, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of that well, they watered the flocks, and a great stone was upon the well's mouth. So mind you that he has taken a journey from his, his country, where he comes from, and he's crossed over to the eastern side to go and look for a wife. Traveling for a wife. You know, which many people do today. You know, they go, maybe they live in Philadelphia and they go to Delaware. They travel to Delaware frequently, you know, for a wife. You know, Dr. Criswell used to travel to Delaware for a wife. All their secrets will come out today, I tell you. <laughs> then, and thither where all the flocks gathered and they rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the sheep and put the stone again upon the well's mouth in his place. Verse 4. And Jacob said unto them, My brethren, whence be ye? And they said, Of Haran are we. Next verse. Faster. We're going all the way to 20. And he said unto them, Know ye Laban, the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. And he said unto them, is he well? You know, Jacob was quite a polite guy, you know, asking about his uncle and all of that. And they said, he is well. And behold, Rachel, his daughter, cometh with the sheep. And he said, lo, <laughs> it is yet high day. Neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water ye the sheep, and go and feed them. And they said, we cannot, until all the flocks be gathered together, until, the, uh, until, until they roll the stone from the well's mouth. Then we water the sheep. And while he yet spake with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she kept them. So Rachel was actually a shepherd. She kept sheep. She was doing something when she was discovered. She was not sitting idle waiting for a husband. She was not sitting idle waiting for... I want to be found. I want to be discovered. I want to be 
selected. I'm going to do nothing. I'm just going to sit in the corner of the church until the brother comes to me and says that you are beautiful. She was a shepherd keeping sheep. And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled a stone from the well's mouth. All his strength had come. Rolled a stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Next verse. And Jacob kissed Rachel. Hey, I hope you are not leaving. Okay, come on. Okay. First date, first date. The Bible says that greet each other, each other with a holy kiss. That is what it is. Holy kiss. And Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. I mean, the guy is a very romantic guy. You see, the brothers need to learn certain things over here. You see, that he go back to verse 11. What, who is in a hurry? Slow down. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> he said that he kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. First encounter with tears and a lifted voice. He said, Wow, Rachel. Rachel. He's just started weeping. I mean, the beauty of Rachel was just too much for him to handle. It was too much for him to handle. And, and, be very careful. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother. You know, because mind you that Moses had commanded them that they must marry their, within their family, okay? So they were, it was actually quite difficult to find a wife because, you know, you were living amongst um, different people, but you always had to marry just, you know, if maybe the person is from Philadelphia, you have to marry. You can't go to Delaware and go and marry someone in Delaware. You have to stay in Philly. So it was quite difficult. It's like all the Philadelphia girls, it's like you know all of them, you know. So you know how sometimes it's like everybody around, you know, you know them, you know. So you want to go far because if you don't go far, the people around, they know all your secrets. Anyway, and Jacob told Rachel that he was his father's brother and that he was Rebecca's son and she ran and told her, her father. Immediately she got the message. You see, so because when the guy, after the guy wept and everything, the romance and the feelings, the next thing he said was, you see, I am your cousin. So, so it, it's a message. You see, when the person is speaking, he's saying something. What he was actually trying to say, I am your family member, which means that, so he didn't have to explain further and too deeply. This one, this message is for the ladies. That sometimes you let the brothers talk too much. You have to understand the message. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have to get the message. He just spoke. He just said that I am your brother's, uh, your, 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 your cousin. I'm your father's brother. Uh, where, where is it? Uh, can you change the guy at the back? <laughs> yeah, he said that. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother and that he was Rebecca's son. He just introduced himself and she got the message and got up and ran away, ran to her father. 
Eh, ladies, sometimes you intimidate the brothers. They have to speak. They have to say all kinds of things. Can't you just get the message? Get the message. Look, turn to a sister nearby and say, get the message. <laughs> get the message. Get the message. Verse, verse 13. 13. And it came to pass when Laban heard the tidings of Jacob, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. And he told Laban all these things. Okay, Jacob told Laban all these things. And Laban said to him, Surely thou art my bone, uh, my bone and my flesh. And he abode with him the space of one month. 15. And Laban said unto Jacob, Because thou art my brother, shouldest thou, shouldest therefore um, serve me, shouldest thou therefore serve me for not, for not, or nothing? Tell me, what shall thy wages be? Because he had been living there for a month already. Of course, if you go into your, look, if you go into your future uh, father-in-law's house, you have to try and do some work around the place. You see, don't just go and sit there and the only thing you are interested in is his daughter. Get busy. And Laban, go, uh, uh, go back, 15. Yeah, so he asks, what can I pay you for all the work that you are, you are doing? Let me check the time. Because I've not even started preaching what I want to preach. And Laban said unto Jacob, because, uh, yeah, okay. And Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah. And the name of the younger was Rachel. 17. Leah was tender-eyed. Tender-eyed. She had beautiful eyes. I mean, when you see the eyes, something will be happening to you. The eyes. Tell someone the eyes. That was Leah. The eyes. Look at it. Look, some of the guys, it's, the only thing is the eyes. Is the eyes. The eyes. And brothers, sometimes you also have to be careful about the eyes. Because all it takes is a look. They can look at you in a certain way then you see that, ah, Lord, where is the Holy Spirit? Where is the anointing? Just the look. But Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. Well-favored. Well-endowed. Think about it. It says she was beautiful and well-favored. Means, it means the two mean two different things. Look at the New Living Translation version. Look at it. Is it New Living? Yeah, check, check. Faster, faster. Yes. Rachel was beautiful in every way with a lovely face and a shapely figure. I didn't write the Bible. So brothers, it's, it's okay. It's okay to like certain things, you see. I said the art of following who? Jacob. It's the Bible. Next verse. Quickly, quickly. Let's go very quickly. Um, and Jacob loved Rachel. So there were two. One had beautiful eyes. One had 
everything. And he said, the Bible says, the Bible, I'm not saying, the Bible said that Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve these seven years. It was never Laban's idea for him to serve. He is the one who said that I will serve for seven years for Rachel, the younger daughter. Seven. And Laban said, it is better that I give her to thee than that I should give her to another man. Abide with me. So he served for seven years. He gave his whole life. Seven. Seven years is a very long time. How long does it take to, 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 to go to medical school? Seven years, about, right? Yeah. Maybe more, if you add other things. More. I mean, that's if you pass every level. If you have to repeat, it can be longer. <laughs> Hallelujah. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto him but a few days. Yeah. He served for a long time, but it's seven years became nothing. You see, when you are serving God and you are doing the right thing, your, 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 your ten years in the church is like a few days. You don't complain about God and about serving God. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a few days. Some people are in church two years. They don't get what they are looking for. Hasta la vista. I'm gone. Yeah. Two years. It's like God has disappointed me. God, in fact, God. God. I'm done with you. Two years. But if you are truly, faithfully serving God, seven years is like a few days. For the love he had to her. It's the love of God. If you really love God, I mean, serving God and spending time in God's house is not a grievous thing. It's not. It cannot be and it shouldn't be. That you are in church and you are grumbling all the time. Every time there's something Oh, I'm going, I'll come, I'll disappear for like six weeks and then I'll come back and go and come, go and come. But if you have love for God, seven years is but a small thing. Few days. Next verse. And Jacob said unto Laban, give me, so after seven years, he said for seven years, and he said, give me my wife for my days are fulfilled that I may go in unto her. Next verse. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. Three. And it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought, you see, there was no electricity in those days, so if in the night, you can't really see. So that was his problem. And the wedding, unfortunately, the wedding was in the night. That is why we don't have weddings in the night. Is because no, no, seriously, that's why we don't have. I'm not joking, I'm serious. <laughs> we have, we have we, most weddings are in the daytime, and then you have to take off the veil from the lady's face to be sure we don't want another Leah situation around. So, if you set, I mean, at least in this church, we don't do nighttime weddings where there's no electricity. 
So he took his Leah, his daughter, and brought her to him, and he went in unto her. And then the next day, um, he gave unto his daughter Leah Zilpah, his maid for a handmaid. Next verse, 25. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, what is this that thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me, deceived me. Beguiled means to deceive. Next verse. And Laban said, it must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. He was saying that we don't, in our country, we don't give younger sisters don't marry before older sisters. But that is their country. That is not going to be your story. Not, nothing, that, nothing can stop God's plan from coming to pass in your life. Yeah. So there's no, uh, this must happen. Somebody's agenda must come to pass before your plan, God's plan for your life comes. No, when God says yes, it's yes. When God says the time is up, the time is up. When God says that this is your man, this is your man. When he says it's time to marry, it's time to marry. Hallelujah. 27. Fulfill her week. In other words, finish the, because the weddings were a week, a week-long wedding. May you have a week-long wedding. Celebrations. Joy. Happiness. Before the wedding, after the wedding. I mean, a week, not just, I mean, your honeymoon must be more than one week. And continuous honeymoons. There are some men, since they had their husbands, since they had their original honeymoon, they have never been, they've never been on a honeymoon. They've never taken their, you know, these guys have just come from a second honeymoon. The whole week they were gone. We don't even know where they were. They didn't even tell us that they were, they were where they were going. We just, all we saw were pictures at the beach. I mean, I was like, hey, people know how to enjoy. For the service which thou shalt serve me with, Yet seven other years. So he had to serve another seven years. And Jacob did so and fulfilled her week. And he gave Rachel, his daughter, to wife also. Hallelujah. So in all, to get his, his, his desired vision, he had to serve for how many years? Fourteen years. Long years. That's a whole lifetime. I tell you. Because if we were to take 14 years out of your life, you see that <laughs> it's finished. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. So the first thing that I want you to learn from Jacob is that Jake, uh, to fulfill your vision, you have to give your life. You have to give your life. You have to give your time. A lot of it takes time for things to materialize. Hallelujah. Verse 8. The art, sorry, number, um, um, this is number eight from last week, but this is number two for this week. The art of following Jacob is the art of allowing God to work things out for you rather than doing it yourself. Very important. Genesis chapter 30, verse 31. Genesis chapter 30 and verse 31. And he said, what shall I give thee? And Jacob said, Thou shalt not give me anything. If thou wilt do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep thy flock. I will pass. So what is happening here? Jacob got to a point 
where he realized that he had to leave. You know, he had, he had come, his vision was fulfilled. He came here, he wanted to get a wife. He now had two wives. He wanted to serve seven years. He now had to serve 14 years. All those things had been completed, you see. And so he had to go. Okay, he had to move, like Dr. Chris Brown and his wife. He came here for school. He's finished his school. It's now time to go. <laughs> I will pass through. So he's, this is what happened. He was telling Laban that this is what I'm going to do because my time is now up. I will pass through all thy flock today, removing from thence. Change, can we change the version? Maybe a new King James version or living translation, something. Um, please. Let me pass through all your flock today, removing from there all the speckled and the spotted sheep and all the brown ones among the lamb, lambs and the spotted and speckled among the goats. And these shall be my wages. See, Jacob had become a very uh, prosperous man, you know, and Laban had also become a very prosperous man. Mind you that they had been together for 14 years. It's a long time for prosperity to happen. To take it. It's enough time for you to be prosperous after 14 years. But um, he, he, so when it was time to go, he wanted, they had to come to some type of agreement. Like, okay, this is what we are doing. How much can I take away and what is yours, what is mine? Um, so he said, I'm going to pass through your flock. And the sheep and the goats we have, I am going to take the spotted ones and the speckled ones, and then you can keep the good ones. Because the sheep that were uh, spotted were not as valuable as the ones that were uh, clean or white or without any blemish. And Jacob was ready to take what appeared to be the blemished sheep and goats as his wages. He was not ready or he was not interested in getting the best and looking out for the best. Because you see, many times in church, you know, people want, they want the highest position. They want the best. They want to take things into their own hands. They want, want it's like, I, I must do this thing myself. What, this is what I'm trying to say. Like, allow God to work things out for you rather than doing it yourself. Allow God to work things out for you rather than manipulation, interference, uh, backstabbing, undermining, cheating, all kinds of things just because you want something that you think is best for you. Next verse, 31, uh, 33. Next verse, please. So my righteousness will answer for me in time to come when the subject of my wages comes before you. Okay, change it to the new living. Let's, let's, let's be a little relaxed here today. This will make it easy for you to see whether or not I have been honest. Yeah, because how would we know? Whether, because if we split it and we have, you get um, white and blemished, and I also get white and blemished, after a few years, you can easily say that I have come to steal some of your sheep. So he said, you take all the white ones, the good ones, 
and I'll take all the bad ones or all the blemished ones so that it will make it easy for you to see whether or not I have been honest. If you find in my flock any white sheep or goats that are not speckled, you will know that I have stolen them from you. Next verse. 34. All right, Laban replied. It will be as you have said. Hallelujah. So you see that Jacob was the type of person who was ready to allow God himself to work out whatever needed to happen in his life without him having to do anything to undermine and to be dishonest in the name of getting what rightly belongs to him. Because he had every right. He had, if you look at a, a few verses, I think it's 26 or so, it's, Jacob told Laban, he said that, you know that you have become great and you become prosperous because of me. It's like, because I have been with you, you can find it for me, I think it's 25, so because I have been with you, you have prospered greatly. So he, 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 he genuinely had a right to what he was fighting for, or what he was asking for, the, the flock. What is this? Yeah. Please do not leave me, Laban replied, for I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because you are here. This is Laban speaking. Put it in the King James Version or the New King James you see it even better, even clearer. He said, I have understood. He said, I, have, I can see as a spiritual person, as I have seen that my prosperity is because of my association with you. Yeah, because your associations can make or break you. Yeah. And we're praying about that on, on Friday. That there are some associations that you must break free from. Sooner than later, it's a crisis if you continue to move in a certain company. It's a crisis. It's, I mean, it's a danger for you if you continue to be with certain people that God does not want you to be with. He said, I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. Yeah. The people that you walk around with always determine who you are. Yeah. So you can be in church and smile and be happy and do whatever in church, but if you go back home and your friends are a certain kind of people, that is actually what you are becoming. Not here. Not the two hours in church every Sunday. Because the other we, we calculated it here and we realized that it was, what, 2% of your week. Was it 1 or 2%? It was less than 2%. You see, less than 2%. So you can't tell me that where you spend 2% of your time has the most influence on you compared to where you spend the 98% of your time. That is, is, that's mathematics. So Jacob was interested in God being the one to bless him. And he was ready to take what seemed uh, dishonorable, what seemed like it was not... Uh, very nice, inferior, speckled sheep and speckled goats. Imagine going to buy 
meat in the, in, in, in the grocery store, shop right, and when you get there, you see that, that your chicken has some black spots on it. I mean, you wouldn't even touch it. That was what he wanted. He said he wanted the one that when people come to buy sheep and goats, they would bypass. They would not choose that one. That's the one he wanted. Why? Because he believed and had faith and had patience in the God that he served. That's why we say God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We don't say God of Laban. Yeah, we say the God of Jacob because God did mighty and miraculous things in the life of Jacob. And that is what is going to happen in your life in the name of Jesus. Finally, let me give you one more point. We, I, have, I have a lot to say, but no time. Let, let, let me say one more thing. Maybe two. The art of following Jacob is the art of knowing when the season has changed. Yeah, you need to be sensitive and you need to be able to discern that time has changed. Genesis chapter 31 verse 1. And he, he heard the words of Laban's sons saying, Jacob had taken away all that was our father's. And that which was our father's, he gotten all this glory. Can you imagine what's going on? After taking the speckled goats and the blemished sheep, God had blessed him, New Living Translation, God had blessed him and he had become so great and so prosperous. In fact, the Bible says that when he separated, when he got the speckled sheep and the speckled goats, he separated himself. He took the goats and the sheep that seemed like they were bad and nobody wanted and separated himself three days journey, three days journey several miles three days journey is a walking distance I mean very far, if you are walking for three days he took all these speckled goats and sheep to a far place and God blessed him there in a, in a, in a, in a, in a destitute place where is your faith? You think that God cannot bless you because you are, you are, you are not uh, uh, living in the city or because you, you, you have a certain kind of job or because you grew up in a certain, from a certain place or from a certain country or you don't have a certain name. Maybe your name is not Bush. Your name is not Trump. Your, your name is not Obama. Your name is not what, 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 Washington or Gates or, or what? Or Buffett. You don't have certain names, certain last names. So you are worried that, oh, will God even bless me? Will he remember me? Jacob took speckled goats and speckled um, sheep that nobody was interested in buying and took them to a far place. And God was still able to bless him and prosper him to the extent that somebody in Laban's country now said that, look, this is Jacob. He said, Jacob soon learned that Laban's sons were beginning to grumble. Look, some people are going to grumble at your blessings. I said what? Some people are going to be grumbling at your blessings. I didn't hear an amen. And Jacob has robbed our father. They are now calling Jacob a thief. And they said, all his wealth has been gained at our father's expense. Verse 3. Verse 3. 
switch back to King James Version. I want to say something here. And start, go back to verse 2. Yeah, verse 2. So, Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban. He, he saw Laban and he realized that his, the look had changed. The countenance had changed. Sometimes the way to know that the season has come and the time has come is by observing countenance. The face. The look. Yeah. Sometimes you, you, you have to take a decision because the person you are dealing with, you can see from the face that things have changed. They will not say anything, but just the look. Just the look. The Bible said that Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban. Just looked at him and said, ah, something has changed. And behold, it was not toward him as before. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand when seasons change. You have to be spiritual to discern that it is time. Something else must happen. You have to understand it. You have to understand it. Just by observe, observation. Just by, by, by looking and knowing. You see, it's not everything that you can determine by looking at someone's face. Look, there are some people, they, are, they have a certain kind of look. That is how they are. They always have a certain kind of look. You know, a certain countenance. <laughs> you see? So you don't make all your decisions. Oh, why did you not propose to this beautiful, nice, um, Rachel-like sister, her countenance. No, it's not every time that a countenance determines the decision, but there are circumstances and there are situations where you can observe that a person's countenance towards you has changed. Or a situation around you has changed, and it is a sign that you need to switch. Yeah, many people make this mistake. They don't realize that they need to make a move at a certain time. Look, if you don't make certain changes at certain times, you will not get to the destination where you need to get to. It's like going to Maryland and you are driving on the shoe scale. There's a point where you have to make a right or a left onto the I-95. If you don't make the right turn or the left turn at that time, you are going to continue into downtown Philadelphia. You have missed your journey. You are supposed to be in Maryland. So there is a set time and you need to be spiritually sensitive. You need to be understanding that this is what is going on. I need to know. I need to do this. I need to do that. You, you are, look, uh, uh, there, there, there are some businesses that have collapsed completely because they did not understand times and the changing seasons. Completely. Yeah. I'm sure you know some of those companies and those businesses that have collapsed. Yeah. Yeah. Nokia. Nokia. When everybody was moving into smartphones, Nokia said that no, we have to keep our 3310 and the Nokia 3310 and the Nokia um, 6210. Meanwhile, people had moved on to um, um, Blackberry and other things. 
I watched an interview of Bill Gates recently, and they asked him, what was your biggest regret or your biggest business mistake? You know what he said? He said, when he was the CEO of Microsoft, the biggest mistake he made was to not switch into mobile technology. Yeah, because he said, they had, when it comes to computer and software and all this, Microsoft was the biggest and the only company, there was no company close to them. Close to them. But he said that we missed the time to switch from just computers to phones, mobile technology. He said we missed it. He said that if we had done what we were supposed to do at that time, we would have all that Google has, iPhones, all these things will still be Microsoft. He said, think about it. We are talking about almost $1 trillion that we missed. He said that was his biggest mistake. Yeah. So Bill Gates' biggest mistake was timing. He missed out on not $2 million, $1 trillion because of timing. Yeah, because he wasn't able to detect the seasons. Give me five minutes, I'll finish. Because it wasn't, he wasn't able to detect the season and the time to switch. Think about your own life. Are you missing out on a certain season? Are you missing out on a certain time because, or a certain blessing because you have missed the particular season where you, may, you need to make a change? And Laban, his countenance towards Jacob changed. And Jacob looked at it and he said, no, this thing means something. I need to do something about it. Hallelujah. So that is what we are talking about. You know, the spirit of knowledge. You know, let me just end with this. The spirit of knowledge. You can write this down. When you receive the spirit of knowledge, you will know a lot of things supernaturally and even instinctively. Spirit of knowledge. What is this? We are talking about God's knowledge. When you are praying, always pray for the spirit of knowledge. Pray that God's knowledge, when I'm talking about God's knowledge or spirit of knowledge, I'm not talking about just what is written in the Bible or, or just I'm talking about what God knows, you know. It's like God's knowledge now becomes your knowledge. So how God will analyze the situation is the same way you will analyze the situation. It was time for Jacob to move. God knew that it was time for Jacob to move. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Switch. And the Lord said to Jacob, return unto the land of thy fathers. So God knew that the time had come. God knew that it was time. And he spoke to Jacob. He said, return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. God knew. So the problem was, or the issue was, will Jacob know? Or how was Jacob going to know what God knows? The spirit of knowledge, the knowledge that God had, how was it going to be imparted into Jacob? So many of us are at that crossroads. On this side, God is saying that you need to go to your, uh, what? The land of your fathers. You need to make a move. You are here. You need to make a move. Now, how do you get that knowledge, that understanding that you need to make a move? That's what we are talking about. That is why you need the spirit of knowledge. God, what God knows in verse, 30, in verse 3 needs to be translated to you in verse 2. You need, you need to have foreknowledge. You need to be able to see. And the only thing for Jacob, he, 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 it just happened to be that the countenance of Laban had changed. 
toward him. Yours might not be countenance, but it might be that a situation around you has changed and that in itself is a sign that you need to make a move. You need to do something. You need to do something. Yeah, you need to do something. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to, I think I've run out of time. Let's end the service. We can keep going. But listen, I believe that you can be like Jacob. The Bible says that let us follow them who through faith and, and uh, patience inherited the promises. So we are learning these things so that we can actually implement the things that Jacob implemented in his life. When it's time to change something, we have to change it. When it's time to move something, we have to move it. When it's time to do something, we have to do it. We are not going to miss out on God's plan because we missed the time. Hallelujah. I pray, it is my prayer, you know, that you would understand the seasons and the times. You would understand what God is about to do. And prepare yourself and position yourself. Oh yeah. Prepare yourself and position yourself for what God is about to do. Yeah. Recently, I received a great promotion. Yeah, great promotion. Great promotion. And the only, I mean, I, I can't say the only reason, but I, I got that promotion because I was somewhere at a certain time. I was at a certain place at a certain time. And I said to myself, if I had missed this, that would have been it. I would not have had it. It was not even because I was qualified or because I, 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 was, I was able to do what I, I was supposed to do or I could do. No, I could, it, it had nothing to do with me. The only thing that I contributed to that promotion was the fact that I was at a certain place at a certain time. That's it. I said I was where? At a certain place, at a certain time after midnight. Yeah, don't worry, my wife is not pregnant. It's Derek. Derek was thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, I'm very serious. I, you will find out uh, one of these days, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. If you come to church, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, serious promotion. I was just there at a certain place at a certain time after midnight. I should have been asleep. I, I, I said I should have been what? Asleep. In fact, I was ready for bed. And I said no. I told, I was with somebody and I told the person. <laughs> what are you thinking about? I told the person, I was somewhere with somebody, and I told him, I said, you know what? I need to go out. I need to step out. I need to step out right now. I, suddenly, I said, no, I, I have to go out. And he's going, so why? Let, he, said, he even suggested, you sleep, relax. Let me go and come. I'm telling you a true story. He said, I, he said you relax. Let me go and come. Then, he, I said, okay. So he got up. And went and came back. And I still say that, no, I have to go. We are talking about what? Spiritual knowledge. I said to him that I have to go. I, I, I feel that I have to go. And I got up. 
And you see the song said that, oh Lord, I like to sleep. I like to relax. I like to, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm t- I was very tired. And it was after midnight. And I said that, no, I'm going to go. I got out of the place and walked out. And as I walked out, and I was at a certain place, at a certain time, behold, here was my greatest promotion. Greatest. Greatest. Unbelievable. I can't even say, even up to today, I can't talk about it much. Yeah, I don't talk about it much because when I talk about it, it can easily become a problem. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, you need to have spiritual knowledge. Allow God to impart to you his knowledge and his understanding of the, the seasons and the times, the changing seasons and the changing times in your life. Stand to your feet and let us pray. I want you to just close your eyes and talk to God right now. Tell him that any, ask God, any mistake, any error, any missed turn in your life, may it be corrected. God is a God who gives multiple chances. He's not just a God of second chances. He's a God of a third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, multiple chances. He will give us multiple chances. I want you to pray right now. Lift up your voice and ask God to help you to understand the times and the seasons. Let God reveal to you the changing seasons and the changing times. Ask God to redirect your path and bring you back to where you ought to be. Because it takes a lifetime takes a lifetime takes a lifetime so you can actually be on the wrong path for your life your entire life you can be on the wrong path for a lifetime and you don't know it you don't recognize it because you don't have a certain spiritual knowledge you see the bible says of the prodigal son that he came to himself he came to himself a time comes when you have to come to yourself and say no I need to change direction I need to change direction I need to do something else I need to do something else I need to start something that I've given up on I need to change something I need to keep moving I need to not give up I need to change I need to move I need to, there, there is a change there's a season that has come and it requires that I change do something lift it up pray talk to God right now talk to God for five minutes let's just pray for five minutes let's just pray for five minutes I believe that God is here and God is speaking to us God is speaking to everyone in this place God is ready to change things ready to help you to understand ready to impart spiritual knowledge into you ready to show you what to do where to go God is ready to help you but you need to lift up your voice you need to open your mouth you need to speak you need to talk you need to tell God something right now lift it up 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 in the name of Jesus yes 
Mano Shindebe, Meneme, Malolo, Sambalamana, Makotolobo, Shamine, Kandolobo, Samba, Talabade, Rumene, Meneme, Konda, Sabero, Lamero, Samero. Thank you. Jesus, sing it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Have the authority. Jesus has given me. And I open up my mouth. Miracles come breaking out. Two minutes. We are praying. Two more minutes. Two more minutes. Let God be the one to work things out for you. Pray and ask God, please work it out for me. I don't want to do it by myself. I don't want to teach people. I don't want to go behind people. I don't want to be a backstabber. I don't want to change and manipulate people. I want you, oh God, to do it for me. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. One more minute, you're praying. You're praying for one more minute. And asking God, asking God, asking God to help us. To help us. To help us. Yes. Thank you. Jesus. Thank you. Father, we thank you. Thank you. We thank you. Maybe you are here today and you do not know Jesus. You've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That is the move you need to make. That is the first move you need to make. That you need to recognize that this is a different season, a different time. Maybe you have escaped a lot of things. Maybe you have done so many things and nothing has happened to you. But the time is changing. The season is changing. And you need to change and say that, Hey, I am going to accept Jesus. I'm going to rededicate my life to Jesus. I'm going to rededicate my life to Jesus. Yes. Maybe you are here like that. I want you to lift up your hand. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Everyone close your eyes. Everyone close your eyes. Everyone close your eyes. Everyone close your eyes. We're praying. If you are here like that and you want to give your life to Christ, you want to lift up your hand, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift up your voice. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I accept you today as my Lord and my Savior. I accept you today as my Lord and my Savior. From today, I am born again and I will serve Jesus all the days of my life I will serve Jesus I will not be tired of serving Jesus I will serve him all the days of my life in Jesus name Amen alright 
So we want to take a communion very quickly. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this blessing to come before you to partake of this heavenly meal. Blessed and sanctified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. May the blood of Jesus and the body of Jesus bring new life, new direction into our lives. Take the bread. Say, this is the body of Jesus Christ. Say it confidently. This is the body of Jesus Christ. Let's eat it. Take the cup. This cup represents the blood of Jesus. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Whilst you drink this cup, you are drinking power. You are drinking health and healing in the name of Jesus. Lift it up. Say, this is the blood of Jesus. Say it one more time. Confidently say, the blood of Jesus. Say it one more time, the blood of Jesus. Drink it. Close your eyes. Let me pray with you. Father, I thank you for the power that has been released into our lives. For the healing that has been released into our life. For the new dimensions, Lord, that have been released into our life. For the new anointings that have been released into our lives. The new greatness that is coming forth in our lives. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We pray that your life has been transformed by the power of the word of God. If you would like us to pray with you or would like to worship with us, please contact us at the Codes Family Church, University City, Philadelphia or call 267-809-5530. Thank you and God richly bless you.